It just got a little bit louder around here, didn't it? <laughs> and I stand here today, and um, all I can come up with a lot of times is, wow, God, wow, God. I mean, God is absolutely amazing. And something I know is God honors faith. God honors faith. You know, I think about when we were first imagining what God could do through us. God already knew. God had already seen this day when we were just dreaming it. You know, I mean, God already knew that Faith Fellowship was going to make a lot more noise today, that we were going to up the stakes. And I think God saw that faith, and God saw a group of people that were willing to lay it on the line, and God honored that faith, and we're sitting here today. I mean, I mean, I want to really be clear that God already saw this day and knew it was going to happen. And as I look around here today, I, I want us to remember one thing. It's all about God. I mean, it's been an incredible ride. And uh, God's doing some amazing things in this church. I mean, I know sometimes I get thinking about it. It's like, you know, I can't really downplay it. I can't dismiss it. And I've got to be honest with you, I don't fully understand it. But today, we're celebrating. And today, we're celebrating, you know, opening this facility. And uh, as many times as I've been in and out of here over, over the, the past few months, seeing it in operation... Wow, I like that word. Wow, it, it, it kind of sums it up. And I want to remind us, although this is a, a great facility, we are not called to build buildings. It's not about buildings. It's about people. It's about people. It's about reaching people for Jesus Christ. It's about marking eternity. And it's been something to, to watch this physical building come up over the last few months. You know, from the point that we began dreaming and imagining the possibilities to a point where it was a point of conception, I would say, where we started moving forward in faith. And day by day, every time I drive by here, watch the building come up, I found myself going, wow. It's really going up, and it's been really cool to watch. But what has been a lot more amazing to me is watching lives that have been being built, watching lives that are being marked and, and changed, watching people stretch themselves spiritually, watching people grow in their, their faith and their love, people stepping up and committing to God. I never thought they would take that step. People getting involved in, in ministry, you know, getting off the sidelines onto the field, I call it, where we actually start doing something, investing ourselves and sacrificing. You know, people, people have said to me, I never dreamed I'd be doing such and such at a, at a church, let alone anywhere, but at a church. And it's getting louder. It's getting louder. Deuteronomy 11 says, remember... Remember what you've learned about the Lord through your experience with him. Earlier in Deuteronomy, it says, Be careful to never forget what you've seen God doing for, for you. 
May his miracles have a deep and permanent effect on your lives. Tell your children and your grandchildren. Here's what I hope. That you never forget today. This moment. Here and now. That it's embedded. That we share that from generation to generation. And there's a reason why God's word tells us not to forget our experiences, the things that we've learned as, as we've walked with God. And, and I know our tendency is to forget. And, and God says, don't do that. Don't do that. And I think, well, why? Why should we not forget? You know, because our future is impacted by remembering. You know, in other words, when we remember what God has done, it impacts our future because we can understand what God can do. You know, there, there are some things in the Christian walk you are never going to learn any other way, but you only learn it through experience in, in your life. And I've said many times, you can go to Bible studies seven nights a week, three hours long every night, and there are just some things you will not learn till you experience it. You can talk about faith, but you only... Experience faith when you stretch yourself. You can study about things like sacrifice or giving or love. And until you do it, it's just a theory. It's just a theory. You, you really haven't learned anything at that point. And there's a few things that strike me. I mean, as I have watched us the, the last couple of years is that, one, it is all about God. It's all about God. I mean, God, God has a plan. We're part of God's plan. You know, God's faithful. God knows what the future looks like. God's in control. And when you boil it all down, it's all about God. Now, I've learned something, especially the the last three and a half years, uh, about God and, and seeing God work all over the place. I mean, God is in everything. God, I've seen God move in miracles in people's lives. I've seen God move through circumstances, through situations. I've seen God move in the midst of obstacles and challenges and problems. I've seen God move in answered prayers in people's lives where their lives were changed, where families or marriages were strengthened, where people were freed from addiction. You know, I, I watched as God moved a group of people from being judgmental to loving i've watched individuals bow a knee and give it to jesus christ and say he's my lord and savior and friends eternity has been marked you know i've seen god moving through this congregation you know and we are making some serious noise in the river bend area you know marking lives marking eternity that's what it's all about it's all about god And friends, when you step out in faith, God moves. And God honors faith, however small it is. You know, the psalmist writes in Psalm 77, says, You are the God of miracles and wonders. You still demonstrate your awesome power. And today, what I want you to do where you're sitting is to realize there are miracles all around you. The fact that we are alive today 
is a miracle. Fact that faith fellowship exists, miracle. The, the fact that we are in this building, miracle. The fact that I stand here as your pastor, miracle. The fact that you're sitting in the chair you're sitting in today is a miracle. I, I believe there are miracles everywhere. And I think as I think about that, it's like, why does God still do miracles? You know, I think it's to remind us God's in charge. God's in charge that it all belongs to him. Everything is his. That God has a place in our lives and that we can place our faith in him. I mean, God still does miracles in your life and mine. And I think we dismiss them many times. And the fact is, God does that so that it builds our faith, so that it reminds us he is in control, truly. And I think it's also to remind us he's really all we need. You know, when things get hopeless in your life, when you feel defeated, you know, you ever, you ever feel outgunned in a situation? I think it's in that moment. I mean, things can, can be focused really quick. Uh, clarity, it, it all gets boiled down rapidly. And what you find in that moment whatever that dark day is, all of a sudden it reminds you, you need God. You know, it's all about God. And friends, when you understand that, when that really grasps your soul, it changes everything. It changes how you live. You know, no longer business as usual. The fact is that you really have to step back and seriously consider am i going to be a casual christian in my walk or am i going to be all in and commit it to god because friends it's all it's all about god it's all about god there's something else i i've figured out and that is god can do more than you can imagine how many of you figured that out that God can do more than you ever imagined. I mean, look around you. Miracles. God moving. You know, Paul writes in Ephesians 3, he says, Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. Friends, God always, 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 take it to the bank, does more than you can imagine in your life. And when you, when you step up, God does more. And when you step it up some more, God does more. The fact is, it's kind of a faith challenge in, in our lives. You know, in other words, I have figured out you cannot outgive God. I've heard that in testimony over and over in this church. You know, people say, I can't outdo God. You know, whether you're talking about your time or your talents or your gifts or your finances or whatever, it, does, it really doesn't matter. The fact is God will always outpace you and he'll run harder and faster. And I've said many times, you know, if God never did anything for me in my life or in your life, I still couldn't repay God for all he has already done when he sent Jesus Christ to die. 
when he said, you know what? The world's a mess and people are lost. And he said, I'm going to send my son. He's going to die on the cross and sins will be forgiven. Eternity secured in that. And friends, if that's all God ever did, that'd be okay. I mean, look around you. Look around you. It's abundantly clear to me that no matter what I give God, God just multiplies it out, takes it up a notch. You know, Scripture says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. God's able to make it up to you by giving you everything you need and more so that there is not only, there not only be enough for you in your own needs, but plenty of leftovers to give joyfully to others. Principle of sowing. You know, the fact is that whatever it is that you give God, if it's your labors and and you're, you're working, God takes that and he says, I'll multiply it. You know, if you commit yourself, as we talked last week, that, you know, God's given everybody here a dream. And that if that is God's dream and you begin to take steps toward it, God says, I will do more than you can imagine. More than you can dream, you know, if you're willing to to trust God. You know, look around you. Miracles. Seriously, look down your row. Look down your row. Look behind you. There are miracles all around you, and God's waiting to bring about other miracles. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine what God has been doing and what God is doing through faith fellowship, through your life, through mine? I mean... If you are even slightly jazzed about that, I would suggest you hold on to your seats as the future unfolds. In the words of Bachman Turner Overdrive, I'm dating myself, I know. <laughs> you just ain't seen nothing yet. I... You're clapping because I didn't go into song at that point, right? Yeah, it's like, I mean, imagine what God can do. Imagine what God's got plans for us. You know, imagine what God's going to do if we just let him take those steps. It says, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I've been in ministry a long time, 20 plus years. And uh, I've seen a lot of great things, but I have never seen a church like this. I mean, I find myself, you know, pinching myself going, is it a dream? Is it real? It's too good. And the fact is, this has been a church that's willing to dream dreams, willing to imagine the possibilities, willing to, to quit saying me, 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 it's all about me. Willing to break that kind of myopic focus and to say, you know what, we're going to put God front and center. And I believe because we're willing to do that, that's why God has blessed us.
God has blessed us. I think that's why God takes those fruits and multiplies our impact. I think that's why God is using us to change people's lives. And I couldn't even begin to tell you how many times people have stopped me and said something to this extent. They'll say, you know, this is the first time in my life that I've been really comfortable just inviting people to church because I know my friends are going to get it, that it's going to be okay, that they're, they're going to catch God in the midst of it. And the fact is, when, when we put God first and we gear around what God has in mind for us, it changes everything. You know, I've watched people change their priorities in their life. I've watched people that all of a sudden, they, they make it a point to, to worship God, you know, to give God the first day of the week. You know, some people, I've watched them as they've stepped in and they begin serving. You know, and it's been incredible to, to watch and to see the talent levels and the skills and the love. You know, uh, watching people growing and stretching themselves spiritually. You know, I've watched people as they're trying to reach lost people. You know, I've watched this congregation be willing to get uncomfortable for the cause of Jesus Christ. Lay it all on the line. And when I watch that and I see people doing it with so much joy, enthusiasm, that's the part as a pastor, just your heart pounds. We step up, God multiplies it. You know, we take and allow God to use us and God expands it. I mean, look around you. I mean, have you been amazed like I have? Have you been amazed at what God has done, what God is doing? And then are you amazed and can you imagine what the future holds, what the possibilities are? One of my favorite uh, people in the Bible is uh, David, King David. And Scripture says he's a man after God's own heart. And he was a guy that just let God use him. And when most people looked around them and saw problems, David, David always saw possibilities. And one of my favorite stories, David and Goliath. I mean, I love that story. You know, the armies of Israel are fighting against the, the armies of Pal- or, uh, the Philistines. And the Philistines had this giant of a man almost nine feet tall. And everybody was intimidated by Goliath. And Goliath, he must have been uh, like the uh, modern-day Ali because uh, he, he would step out on the battlefield every day, every morning. He'd go, I'll take anybody on. Anybody. One hand tied behind my back. Come on, any takers today? And he would carry on at that level. And then finally he'd go, I didn't think so. Everybody is cowering. Everybody was scared. Everybody's intimidated. Except one little shepherd boy, David. David looks at the situation. He says, I'll fight him. I'll take him on. You know, everyone thinks he's too big to fight. 
And David, he gets a few stones and he says, I think he's too big to miss. I mean, he's a big target. And he says, in scripture, he says, and besides, I mean, God's on our side. And I've done the math, and it's one plus God equals a majority. We can do this. And David imagined what God could do. And David expected the very best from God. Look around you. What are you expecting God to do? Because, friends, whatever it is you are expecting, it screams who you think God is. I mean, how big is your God? You know, David believed in a gigantic, huge God. And you can hear it in his attitude as you read through Scripture. He says, this day, the Lord will hand you over to me. He's talking to Goliath here. And I'll strike you down. And the whole world will know there is a God. And friends, I think when David made that statement, I think God got a lot of joy out of that. I think God smiled that day. How many dads are in the house? Let me see dad's hands. All right, dads. If you're a kid, you overhear them saying something like, my dad can do anything. What's it do for you? I mean, if you, your kid says something like that, it, the fact is, you get, it makes you proud. It brings you joy. You start thinking about it. And then you wake up to reality at some point, you know. <laughs> Friends, we really do have a great God, a great big huge God that can do more than you could ever ask or imagine. You know, as you look around you today, I want to suggest you expect great things from God, that you imagine great things from God, that you exercise faith in that and attempt great things for God. You begin to imagine the possibilities that when, when you rely on God and start expecting the best, there's something that happens in that moment when you make that decision in your life. Because what happens is, this is significant, it increases your strength and your ability at the point that you're willing to believe in the best from God. Anybody feel a little stronger today? It's contagious kind of thing. You know, 1 Samuel 17, the story goes on. It says, David, David hurled a stone from his sling. He hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in. And Goliath stumbled and fell face down to the ground. David had an ability He was pretty good with the sling. He practiced that ability. He worked on it. But be clear on this. As hard as he worked, if he had tried it on his own, he would have lost. David expected the best. David had faith in God that God would make a difference in the midst of it. 
How many of you watched the Olympics this year? It was a great, great year for Olympics. And uh, I could name a lot, of, a lot of the athletes that just kind of blew me away. But Michael Phelps, the swimming team. I mean, talk about exciting. I mean, it, it, was, it was something something to watch. But there's something I noticed that every time they interviewed a gold medalist, when they were interviewing them, not one time did somebody step up to the mic and say, I, I just can't believe I won. I, did, I didn't expect to win. My home growing up, my, my mom was a huge Ali fan, and so by default, I became a huge Ali fan. And many have said he maybe is one of the greatest athletes in history. But if you read his story, the two fights that Ali lost, he thought differently before the fights. He said in both those situations, prior to the fight, he thought, if I lose this fight, if I lose this fight, Attitude, attitude, but we need more than attitude and faith. Faith has the power to change your attitude like nothing else in this world. Putting your faith in God strengthens your abilities in life. I mean, you look at David's faith. He heads out to face off against Goliath. He takes five very smooth stones, Scripture says, and his little sling and he goes out and he defeats Goliath. Now, the analytics here, you're going, well, what kind of faith was that? He took five stones with him. I mean, if he really had faith, he'd have picked up one stone. Right, right, analytics, right? Well, you may not realize, David knew he would get Goliath with the first stone. But David had done his math, and because Goliath, he knew, had four brothers. He did. Four big brothers. Not as big as him, but he had four brothers. And I believe that when David stepped out on that battlefield, in his mind he was thinking, if I defeat Goliath, God will give me the strength to defeat his four brothers if I have to, if I have to face him. David knew God would strengthen him, and he acted in faith. And friends, when you act in faith, God will give you the strength that you need. God will give you what is necessary to meet the challenge, however big or small it may be. And I know as I say that, for some of you, you are facing serious challenges in your life. You have serious roadblocks that there are some giants in the house. And I want to remind you, you serve a big God, bigger than whatever it is. I mean, look around you. What do you see? What do you imagine? I mean, what could God do through you? Through you. What could God do through faith fellowship. You know, when David defeated uh, Goliath, it's interesting because in that moment, attitudes changed. Not David's, 
but everyone's. Things begin to shift right after that. If you read the story, it says, the Israelites gave a great shout of triumph, and they rushed after the Philistines, and they chased them as far as Gath. An entire nation charged. An entire nation was energized. An entire nation was encouraged by David's faith. I mean, that's the power of faith. Everyone gets excited. Optimism becomes contagious. You know, faith has the incredible power to make us optimistic about life. You know, I think that's one of the reasons this church is so optimistic. I was reading a recent poll done by Gallup poll uh, survey. It was on faith. And after gathering all the responses and the data, what they discovered was faith gives birth to a thing called optimism. That when you have faith, it makes you a lot more optimistic in your life. And it also found that people who exercised that faith were some of the happiest, healthiest, and they were the most helpful to other people. And I think that's because people gravitate towards someone that's optimistic. You know, faith has the power to turn dire situations and for you to find hope in the midst of it. You know, when you have faith, it encourages your neighbor and your friends and your family. You know, when you have faith, it gives you strength to go and face the challenges or the difficulties difficulties that you have in life and when you have faith it is a statement that I believe God honors I mean look around you this morning dream imagine what are you imagining right now what are you imagining that God can do over the next few years because whatever you are thinking It's more than that. It's more than that. It's more than we can imagine as a church. You know, it's more than you can imagine. Faith fellowship. It's a fellowship of believers, of people that have faith. People stepping out in faith. People giving of themselves because of faith. People sacrificing big time and setting it all aside and say, you know what, I'm going to make God number one. I'm going to mark eternity. And that honors God, that kind of expectation, that kind of connection. Matthew, he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Friends, I want us to remember how we got here. And I want us not to stop here. And it's okay. Celebrate today. But I want us to remember 
so we can keep imagining what God can do. That we can keep dreaming big dreams and dreaming the impossible because of a God that's so great. And friends, the cause of Jesus Christ is way, way too important. Because I figured out when the dust settles in this life, when you take your last breath and I take my last breath, in those moments that you stand by a graveside, the only thing that really matters are the things geared to God. Everything else, rust, falls apart, disappears, disintegrates, gone in a moment. And only what's done for Jesus Christ lasts. And that's why our mission as a church is so vital and important. Our mission, so we're clear, it's to reach people for Jesus Christ. As many people as we can before we lay it down. And to bring as many people as we can into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. It's about making disciples. You know, it's not about making certain people happy. It's about making God happy. And too many churches get this one turned around. They get it backwards. It's all about God. See how we keep coming back there? It's all about God. It's God's will. It's God's agenda. It's God's leading. It's God's way. It's God's priorities. And get this. God God knows what lasts. And God knows what really matters. And so when people start dreaming dreams for God, and people are willing to say, you know what, God first, all in, I want to mark eternity with my life. Because God already knows what really matters, I think when people start imagining and dreaming, I think God looks down and his heart is moved. And I think God looks at the situation and God says, that's where my heart is too. I'm going to get involved and I'm going to do far more. Way past whatever you thought, whatever you dreamed was possible. Let's read this together. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. God has a tremendous, tremendous future for this church. And this church is about dreaming dreams. This church is about imagining what God can do in us and through us. And God has a plan for this church and God has a plan for your life. Make no mistake about it. It's not an accident. It's not an accident that you stand here today. It's not an accident because it's part of God's plan Look around you one more time. Look around you. Just go ahead. Look. What do you see? What do you imagine is possible? It's more than that. And friends, I can't wait. I seriously can't wait to see what God's going to do next. Can you imagine? 
I look forward to the future. Let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, God, we praise you. We thank you. God, I don't know why you love us. And I'm not sure why you've blessed us. But we thank you for that. God, I pray you continue to sure us up to for us to stay focused on focused on you. God, I thank you for the opportunity to serve and I thank you for whatever the future holds. Use us, Lord, to impact eternity. And God, I pray that when we lay it down at the end of this life, that we hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. God, thank you. Thank you for this day of celebration. God, help us to always remember. Amen.